Hey everybody, welcome to Top 5 Movies. I'm Jonathan Burke, and with me, as always, is Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And Michael Sanchez. Hello. And we are recording on Super Bowl Sunday in lieu of the stupid Super Bowl that we don't care about. Or at least I don't care about. I shouldn't speak for them. Do you guys care about the Super Bowl? I love football. I I have no care. The only reason it's on is because I want to see the commercials. I've seen some of the TV spots on Instagram already. Right now, the Fast and Furious. I don't. uh, We don't need this. Yeah, we don't need this. It sounds like like they couldn't get Calvin and Hobbes, so they're doing this. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it pretty much looks like they've jumped the shark already um, with this <laughs> one. Already? Yeah, well, you know, I guess, I'm sorry, this movie number nine, but it's uh, they have a cybernetic human played by Idris Elba in this one, so seems like they may have taken who? the original car racing movie and just left that in the dust. So who Who was representing Idris Elba? I mean, this is not bode well for, uh, for The Rock and Statham. The Rock is... He's always yes. I don't see him well, that's turning the thing. down roles. This movie's going to make a lot of money, whether we uh-huh. like it or not. So, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess we are promoting it right now, but there we are. Um, mm-hmm. I was told earlier by Brendan that the first trailer for um, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark oh? is coming out. Um, and I just actually, Consequence of Sound, um, posted uh, an article with a, at least a teaser trailer, and I think it said the Super Bowl... Um, TV spot too, so I'm excited ah. about that. <coughs> and that is the uh, produced by Guillermo del Toro film, um, not directed oh, by, oh. but produced by uh, the old oh. book. Alvin Schwartz and Stephen Gamble's. Yep. But our top five has nothing to do with sports this week. Instead, uh, we're looking ahead, and uh, the film "What Men Want" are, is going to be coming out in theaters soon, and that is a retelling of the What Women Want film that starred Mel Gibson and Helen Hunt all those years ago. But here, uh, the the woman is able to hear men's thoughts, and she uses it to get ahead in a sports marketing uh, workplace or sports advertising or agency. I'm not sure exactly what her job is, but um, it looks like it could be a little funny, but it also looks like it could be pretty stupid, Um, just like the Mel Gibson one. Um, Of course, I think (laughs) the casting of the Mel Gibson one may have been... uh, a little, you know, unfortunate because later he would go on that whole kind of sexist rant and whatnot, anti-Semitic, and then later sexist rants. So not not the ideal person to uh, represent that type of character. But nonetheless, um, what maybe it was the voices that made him do it. Maybe. And then we got um, two years ago. We got the all-female Ghostbusters reboot, which was uh, the bane of the internet for a while. They were overly critical and hateful. Um, I didn't love the movie, but I had no issue with it being a reboot of a female group of them. I think they went in a bad direction with the story, um, and the proof is that Ghostbusters 3 is happening. Um, maybe that was their plan all along. Maybe. Uh, see if there was any interest, and if the interest was there, they would go after it. But, um, that got us thinking about what five movies would we want to swap the gender of the main characters in the film or you know any character in the film really but it would have an impact on story 
um, and would basically be a reboot and or remake of a, a beloved film or maybe not so beloved film, depending on our choices. Um, and so that's our topic for this week is our top five gender swaps. Which uh, characters will we swap and hypothetical? Um, there was no real rules laid out for this, so who knows what we've done here. But I'm hoping we don't have any overlap just on the sheer odds that we could pick any movie in the history of cinema to switch out the main characters. Now, again, this has happened in other instances as well, but I tried to pick films that uh, hadn't done it before, to my knowledge. So, um, we've made our list in secret, and we, we will talk freely about our films, although these are all hypothetical films. So, I mean, you know, depending on what we say, it probably won't be a spoiler, but there might be spoilers. Um, you guys ready to just jump in this week? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Corey, before we start, why don't you uh, give us a spoiler warning? Guys, go to BurkeReviews.com and check out each of our top five <laughs> lists. Otherwise, from here on out, these movies will probably, maybe, possibly be spoiled. Maybe. Maybe not. Um, so this week, I'm going to be going first, followed by Corey and then Mike. Again, our lists were made in secret, so this is the first time we're hearing our list. Um, there was no real uh, re- you know, requirements here outside of it being that... It's hypothetical. We, what movies would we want to swap the gender? So I did a lot of thinking on this, guys. I don't know how much uh, you guys put into uh, making this particular list, but I started started simple, and then I started really like building and thinking of like what movies do I think could have been better if they had not went with the traditional protagonist. Um, I also started thinking about movies that maybe have gender issues, like where uh there's stereotypical characters that kind of thing um and that's where my first one comes from my number five is i went with a a, i want to reboot my super ex-girlfriend now (laughs) if you're not familiar with this movie this is a i didn't realize ivan reitman directed actually um but stars uma thurman luke wilson anna faris rain wilson which i had completely forgotten he was in that and eddie izzard um and it's a regular guy dumps a superhero for uh, her needless I'm sorry, neediness. She uses her superpowers to make his life a living hell. Now, if we look at superhero movies in general, the female characters that are often attached to the superhero characters are often flat or uninteresting. A great example would be Natalie Portman's character in the Thor films. Um, she is Doctor. It's Jane something. Um, she basically just lusts after Thor and tries to help Thor and. Uh, gets kind of tossed aside in the, in the third film um, she's left out. But why not have this movie be one of those you know stereotypical roles? I mean, most recently in Deadpool, there was the whole idea of uh, fridging was brought up in Deadpool 2. And if you're not familiar with the term, it's a comic book term based on a Green Lantern comic book, ironically, since Ryan Reynolds also played Green Lantern, but um, where Kyle Rayner's girlfriend was found dead stuffed inside a refrigerator. And it's the epitome of that stereotype that the girl characters exist solely for the purposes of the male protagonist to seek revenge and to go out and get help. So why not start a movie like that, where it's that type of female character? She's got the the hunky boyfriend who's a superhero, and then she realizes that she wants more from life than just to be his girlfriend. And that's the movie. Instead of it being like this, where it still ends up being a like this guy is so great that the superhero girlfriend will you know cling to him and abuse him and make his life hell because he dumped her like it's 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 been a while since i've seen it i don't remember really liking it but i feel like they missed an opportunity there um dream casting i'm thinking a younger 
like audience. So I'm thinking maybe Olivia Cook or Anya Taylor Joy playing the lead. Even maybe Haley Steinfeld, although she just did Bumblebee, so maybe she walks away from those for a little bit. Um, as the the lead who is initially, you know, dating a superhero, Superman. I think it has to be a Superman type superhero too. So maybe a Lois Lane type character, but we get to see her perspective and you know her become her own person without needing the uh, to be attached to the superhero boyfriend. That's my number five. Hmm. See, I didn't even go into the, the dream casting thought, so that <coughs> I feel I feel like an underachiever. I don't. I only remember bits and pieces of this, and it didn't intrigue me enough to. Mm-hmm. Even though I do, I do like Uma Thurman a lot. I don't. I didn't. No, it wasn't enough of a draw. So maybe it needs it needs to be redone. Yeah, and I think again, I think they they missed the opportunity to break the traditional stereotypes of uh, female characters in comic book movies and play on that trope, you know, and make it entertaining and engaging. Um, and if you get one of those actresses, like I listed, who uh, are notoriously great indie actors, putting them in a role like this, they would nail it. Because um, even, as much as I love Olivia Cook, if you watch Ready Player One, she kind of gets thrust into that role where Wade Wilson, Wade Watts, not Wade Wilson, that's Deadpool, Wade Watts is uh, <laughs> essentially, like, the superhero, and she's ends up becoming a sidekick, even though they try to make her independent at first. Um, he He's, you know, she's wooed by him to the point where she kind of gives up and lets him have the the spotlight so it'd be interesting to see that that role reverse here and again it wouldn't be a superhero she'd be a, a reporter or a normal person however you whatever uh traditional cliche type character you would start with but develop and become this independent woman who doesn't need the superhero boyfriend i think you could be uh pretty entertaining all right well that's my number five um nothing to add then let's move to Corey's number five Okay, um, I did not have fun with this list. I hated it with all my guts. I'm sorry. Um, I had mm, so I was. I think that I went more with like genres of films, but I thought maybe something like Dumb and Dumber. Mm-hmm. I couldn't help but think that there aren't a lot of, of female-led buddy comedies. And while I looked through my movies and I thought about it, I could only really think of Romy and Michelle's high school reunion and then Bridesmaids. <laughs> so I just think that it would be fun to see something like that. I mean, and just off the top of my head, there's Tommy's Tommy Boy, um, Wayne's World. So many fun. Oh, yeah. So many fun guy buddy movies. Um, so I so maybe not Dumb and Dumber, because I think that <laughs> women maybe get, con- you know, get would get the cast airhead. that yeah yeah and but, we have romy michelle i mean but, you could go that route like i mean i don't i think tina fey and amy poehler um could pull that off pretty well amy poehler's played the dumb character before um tina fey has oh i forgot about baby's baby mama and yeah. i forgot about that but you're you're not wrong though like because even a lot of the the female duo comedies that do exist are not big budget and they're not marketed like you got with dumb and dumber and wayne's world and tommy boy um, so I, I'm all for that um, opportunity. Uh, and I said, let's go Dumb and Dumber. Let, you know, it, it could be a remake or it could be like a uh, parallel. Maybe they end up meeting the guys at the end of the movie. Not It's not a romance, but at the end, there's just like a uh, maybe a scene where they, they mesh up. Maybe they don't. Maybe like, wow, they're stupid. You know what I mean? Like that kind of throwaway <laughs> joke. And it's them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I could uh, also modern day. 
Um, actually, there was a recent film that's kind of similar. Kate McKinnon is an actress who I keep going to with any comedy I was thinking of because she oh. is so she's a chameleon when it comes to the comedic roles because she can go full character actress and like vanish into the character or she can lead um she was in with uh mila kunis last summer for the spy who dumped me um and they that's kind of a, a buddy comedy of sorts um it, it didn't work quite that well for me but i, I like the idea and uh augustine frizzell um did never going back which i've been talking about since last year south by southwest and that is on amazon prime now and that is a buddy comedy for uh for two girls and it's excellent and i highly recommend it. it is a raunchy buddy comedy so go in um it's not i don't think there was any nudity in the film but there's some there are some fart jokes uh maybe extremely more than fart and um a lot of cursing so know that going in it is a it's an r film but it's it's if you're a fan of things like friday or um um trying to think of other because like dumb and dumbers i'm i'm pretty sure pg-13 so it'd be a little raunchier than that but never going back is one to check out for sure i have that on my list um i like that idea though Corey. i like the idea of dumb and dumber getting rebooted um what if what if thelma and louise was the smarter dumb and dumber <laughs> But they. Mm. <laughs> uh, I see what you're saying. That's kind of yeah, yeah. Oh, or, well, did... And they even did it way before Dumber and Dumber existed. Mm-hmm. You could go uh, that direction with with Dumb and Louise, but like, like smart and smarter. Ah, well, my fear if they did do a female Dumb and Dumber it would probably be like blonde and blonder, or oh. like they'd go for that real obvious stereotype. Uh, you know. I mean, legally blonde, right? Like that's. I mean, she ends up not being dumb, but that's the the implication of that movie, right? That she's right not going to be able to pull off going to law being school, obviously. Off. Yeah, but she's not. I mean, obviously that movie's doing that on purpose. But I'm saying that I, that yeah. they're playing on that stereotype there as well. So, <clears throat> all right. Well, that leads us to Mike's number five. Mike, what do you got? Well, I want to preface my choice <laughs> because I. I, I I'm glad Corey Bent said what she said because I think I had a difficult time. One, because I think we could all agree Hollywood needs to be original. Yeah, they and, need to move on. Uh, and, yeah, what? They need to move on and come up with new stories. Right, right. And it, when, honestly, I, I just kind of groaned at what men want because the first one was fair. I don't know that it, you know, is good enough to deserve another treatment. No. And not that I'm against that. I mean, I'm, I'm saying that not sight unseen of this, what men want could be absolutely fine. And I'm just not, I just know that I'm going with the, the audience that is being, you know, are different. They haven't seen that. They don't even know it's, it's a redo of something. Yeah. Uh, Ghostbusters is, is more obviously that's obvious. Uh, but, and there wasn't anything. I actually enjoyed Ghostbusters more than I thought I would. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I mean, looking, Chris Hemsworth was my favorite part of Ghostbusters, but nonetheless, um, well, I, I mean, and and just the teaser for the next, uh, just that uh, that's a whole different story. So, uh, with that said, I'm glad it was sort of different. I spent some time. I didn't spend. I just thought, hmm. And I, I, I hopefully this. I wasn't going to try to uh, <clears throat> stir the pot up too much, but here we go because I'm just going to go for go for the one because honestly, this one. If a re a redo of this one would not hit me too hard emotionally as far as because I have no investment in the original 
for I have little to no connection to it. Actually, I didn't grow up watching oh. The Goonies. Uh, <laughs> tons oh. of people would probably pass silent. Well, not silent. It would be very vocal judgment about this. I was decades late even watching it, and I didn't feel, I mean, very empty because of it. I just didn't. It was one of those I totally missed, and, you know, I'm, uh, that's from my generation, so mm-hmm. I should have caught it, and I just can um yeah, Martha Clinton, yes, she was part of it. And uh, I want to say Carrie, is it Carrie Green? She was also in Lucas. She was really good in Lucas. Mm. And then I don't remember uh, what else she did. So flipping that, take young Thanos and his scamps and flip it to, you know, not a sisterhood of traveling pants thing, but something along those lines. I like that idea. Um, I Corey and I, I think we're both also very late to the Goonies. I know for sure I watched it for the first time as part of Movie Club, um, and I also didn't have a big attachment because of that, because I came in so late. Although I, I think I might have liked it a little more than you did um, when I finally did watch it, but I don't have the like the years of nostalgia for it that other people do. Um, so, yeah. Oh, I, t- tons of people have, and honestly, yeah. it's, it's so dark and violent, and it, it, I just, there were parts that I'm like, whoa. I mean, you can tell the difference in Hollywood then and now. Um, I was just very. I just didn't. I don't know. I just no. I like. I didn't that care. Idea. I think that's a really cool um, premise to do, like a modern day retelling, but with with girls instead of boys. <laughs> I want. I think that another problem that I have with these movies, or like even making this list, is that I don't really. I feel like the way that their characters are written, anyways, it's good the way it is. And well, but... if I'm gonna. Oh, go ahead. I was, uh, not to interrupt, I was just going to, like, it wouldn't have to be an exact remake of the script. I mean, like, if you look mm-hmm. at Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. it's not exactly mm-hmm. the same as Ghostbusters yeah. 1, although they do bring in a lot from Ghostbusters 1. Like, they, they do go to, a, not a library, but they go to, like, a historian place where there's a ghost and things like that. So, I mean, it changes and adapts accordingly. It's not like they're just going to take the same script and then turn it into a female. Um, in fact... I... My next one, I think, kind of exa- gives an example of what I'm saying, but go ahead. I was going to say that if I want the genders to be swapped in them, I want them to stay as close to the original as possible because I'd want to see a different gender in that same situation. I don't want them to, f- like, make it a completely different story. No, again, I'm not saying it would be a completely different story, but, like, yeah. the characters wouldn't just be the same character because that wouldn't always Bob. make sense. Well, yeah. not just the names, obviously, but like in personality-wise and whatnot, because that's some of these movies have issues. Like Super Ex-Girlfriend, I basically, I took the premise and changed it. Like I don't think it should be the same movie at all, but the premise of having a normal person in the and because usually, for with a superhero movie, you're gonna follow the superhero, and everyone else mm-hmm. is just peripheral characters. But in My Super Ex-Girlfriend, you're following the non-super character. That's your protagonist. And but they went with a male and, and a female superhero, which great. I'm glad to have a female superhero, but she's essentially a villain in the movie because she gets upset when he <laughs> breaks up with her and she makes his life hell. So that's like okay. So you you did a cool thing and made a female centric superhero movie, but it's not about her. It's about the boyfriend. And why not f- go to the traditional where it's usually the girl? You know, I'm not go back to that, but that's. There's a lot of freedom here, but it's fine. Um, I'm sorry you two didn't like this topic. Maybe we have this conversation oh, no, off mic I next time. <laughs> no, 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 I no, just it wasn't, it wasn't, can't think outside the box, a, I think. I don't so much dislike the topic. It's just like I worry 
that we're gonna give people ideas. Well, I in fact I left one off my list because I'm actually gonna I have a script idea that I'm gonna I think would work really well and I'm gonna write it instead. Um, but um, one the thing there is a theory in storytelling um, that every story is has been told and all that changes are the characters. So gender swap movies isn't necessarily a bad thing if they're done well. Um, reboots and remakes happen even if you don't use the same name. If you were to change it, I mean, you could find parallels in tons and tons of films that have different names because the the stories are, in essence, the same. I mean, if especially if you boil them down to the the main points, like road trip films or things like that, you know, like those are essentially the same films. You just change the locations of where they're going and the stops and what happens, but it's still the essence of the same story. So my next one kind of goes with that in mind it also goes with the genre aspect that Corey was talking about and there is a genre that is so bad about its treatment of the female character and the stereotypes of the female character that there is a trope called the last girl and that's the slasher Uh genre so why Mm -hmm. not flip it let's make the it a last boy so i say why not go with the one that's usually attributed halloween reboot it instead of michael myers (laughs) you get michelle myers and instead of uh, Laurie Strode, you get you know Luke. I don't. I just came up with the name on the fly, but make it a guy. And you know he's maybe a, he's a smart guy, little nerdy, so he's not getting laid because that's a big part of her character, right? She's too smart, so boys don't like her. Um, her friends are all having he's, sex; they all die. So you know, flip it. He's a babysitter too. Why not? This is 2019. Boys can babysit. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, huh. You know, it can be the exact exact same ultimate premise. Um, if you want to go full in, you can even make the Dr. Loomis a female. You know, like, go 100% into it. Just flip it all. Um, oh, that, that doctor better be bald. Yeah, that, I'm fine with that, you know. Um, but <laughs> Sinead O'Connor. Yes. Um, Joey uh, King was, was recently thinking, bald. Uh, Persis Kambada from uh, <laughs> Pictures, who I was thinking of. I mean, you could essentially do this to any of the... Uh, the Britney slasher Spears. flicks, the <laughs> any of the slasher flicks, you could flip this and and have the a male character who is uh the the last boy, if you will, um, and surviving. When, when you said that, I thought you were going with the Abigail Breslin, the last girl, because that, uh, that I mean that that's the whole flick, which definitely turns it on its head. I don't know if you've seen that one or not. I haven't, but there you go. See, someone has had this idea, but. I am specifically saying Halloween. That has not been remade. Oh, it has been remade three times, essentially. <laughs> it has not been remade <laughs> with a male... Uh, and again, not to take... I love Laurie Strode and Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode. Not trying to take away that movie. I'm just saying, why not flip it um, and we, you know, have that that role reversal? Because if you go through the slasher flicks, the, the female character is usually the last one alive, and it's because she's pure and innocent. So, flip it. Let a, let a guy be pure and innocent um, and survive through the slasher flick. Um, and he can cry and be scared. Like, I'm not saying he needs to be Scream. macho and beat the single killer. <laughs> you were saying all that, and it was making me think of uh, Jamie Kennedy from Scream. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, oh, yeah. This is on my honorable mentions. I'm going to go ahead and say it because I only have one. But I was thinking the same thing, but I kind of want to see a crazy female, like, killer. I was thinking, like, yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like, crazy, wild, no... Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, if we're if we're going a crazy female killer, we can't. I, my mind goes automatically to Eileen Warnos and I mean, she truly. What? Well, I mean, I, eh, no. that's well, a different story. Again, about why she murdered. But yes. <laughs> well, that's my number four. 
Um, let's go. Uh, unless you guys want to build on on Halloween more, but otherwise we can go to Corey's number four. I think that's a great choice. Um, I so the '90s had really great thrillers that had crazy women. We had the hand that rocks the cradle. Um, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting the one with Sharon Stone. Uh, basic um, instinct. Um, basic instinct. Um, nope. Oh. Maybe I have the wrong name. Sorry. Um, but I'm going with so uh, obviously the titles of a couple of mine will have to be changed. But something like single white female. Okay. But with mm-hmm. a guy <coughs> that moves in with a roommate and tries to take over his life and tries to become him. <laughs> single white. Don't assume my gender. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. or, or, or my or my back or my ethnicity. Yeah. Single. Yeah, single. just <laughs> single, <laughs> single individual <laughs> seeking room. Oh my god, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I don't know, but there is that one like scene where he, she stabs that guy with the high heel, and Oof. they can't really do that. You know, I mean, maybe they could. No. They could stab him with know. like his keys or something, though. You know, like there's, there's uh, things. Yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like it won't. I don't know, but I—that's what I was thinking. Well, and that you know—that's the thing. Like these movies, especially um, when you look at like the older films, we are much more comfortable with like homosexuality in today's culture, um, and and then the, the gender fluidity that's out there. So there are a lot more opportunities. I think that's one of the other things. Well, I think what men want coming out this week um, is going for the most obvious and straightforward jokes that you could get. Um, and, and at the same time, some weird jokes, because, like, uh, I'm forgetting his name now, but, uh, oh, man, I can't believe I forgot his name. Tracy Morgan. Um, there's a part where, like, she's listening to their thoughts at the poker game, and he says he smells toast. He's worried he's having a stroke, and then he remembers he has toast in his pocket. I'm like, what? What? Like, how the hell do you have toast in your pocket? That's just, that's just bad. Yeah, it's just stupid, right? And that's, like, it's not even, like trying to be creative and i'm like there are creative ways to do the gender swap and that was what i was going for with this list why why this topic was brought up in my head and i think this is that's a good example um again like single white female it was that that was a a big trope the crazy female girlfriend we could flip that and it could be it could be a gay man now or it could be a straight male it doesn't have to be you know i'm saying like there's so many ways to pull that story off now that could be really compelling um, and still be, and again, I'm not saying as a comedy, I'm serious, like taking it as a drama, thriller, suspense movie, it could be really awesome. So uh, I like that idea a lot. Thanks. <coughs> All right, Mikey, what you got for number four? Uh, I'm going again. It's funny you mentioned um, Ivan Reitman because I think he was associated with this one. It's been a while, and I know this was a favorite of my stepdad's, and he would probably kill me if I heard my <laughs> if he heard my suggestion. Um, to be honest, it sort of has had a treatment, somewhat done for it, but uh, i got to say that Stripes, which is my pick, mm. is substantially different enough from Private Benjamin that a remake wouldn't be a carbon copy no. of you know, no. Private Benjamin because, yeah, they have to do with military, but they're, they're both kind of fish out of water. So you know, Obviously, there's going to be tropes, and they're both very different from one another other than those basic similarities. So mm-hmm. uh, if you're not aware, Stripes is a classic Bill Murray vehicle uh that you know where he does his own thing in the military and it's the underdog does good maybe this is where i get my rooting for the underdogs kind of thing 
Uh, and given the changes in the military in the past, you know, decade or longer, actually, I can totally see, you know, a redo, a, 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 this kind of a read, a shifting because we talk about, you know, the Goonies and honestly, if, if, if someone went with that, I would want to see it either done in the time period of the 80s or even earlier, because uh, if it's done you know, when <laughs> we don't have, say, cell phones or certain technology. And this, I don't know if I'd want it stuck in the 80s again. I think the whole dynamic of the military nowadays would play into it and add add to it, I believe. Yeah. 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 And when you said that it's kind of been done, I immediately jumped to Private Benjamin and like, because I knew that's what you were going to say. But I agree that those are two different movies. And so you could redo Stripes. And I think setting it like in a modern time would make sense, too. I mean, there's all sorts of other controversies around that and um you could definitely make it work. Um, you know, there is a Polly Shore film called In the Army now. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but... Um, uh, I mean, ha- you can make a case that it's very close to. Yeah, but it has... Um, there's the the female character whose name I cannot think of. She was Tank Girl and... Um, um, Lori Petty. Yes, Lori Petty is in it. And I really like... I like, forgot she was in that. She's great. She is great in that, too. That's the thing. If she were the lead in that movie, it would be like such a better movie. Um, because it just as the co-lead, she's really what I remember most of that film, um, aside from Polly Shore being Polly Shore, but, you know, like, um, yeah, I, th- I thought that would work, uh, pretty well, like, something like that, based mainly on her character if, in that film. If you haven't caught the one that she, uh, I'm pretty sure she directed, and it was Jennifer Lawrence was in it, it would be a great companion piece to, is it The Winter's Bone? She didn't direct that, no, um. No, 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 but I mean, oh, uh, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence was in it, though, yeah? Yeah, yeah, Jennifer Lawrence is yeah, in it. It has a very similar tone and feel. Um, I, oh, my gosh. I forget, the Poker House. I oh, I need to watch called. that. I still haven't watched Werebone, yeah. actually, but <clears throat> that's oh, on my I, list. I, um, I dove into that one. Um, I need to watch it again, but I, I, I really did get into it. Um, on that yeah, note, I, if you haven't seen Leave No Trace yet, Mike, that's the same director from Winter's Bone, and yes, it's on that's Prime. A, that's a, yes, that's why I, I watched that one, and mm. wow, that was... Right. And jumped into Winter's Bone. Um, enjoyed both of them. For obviously, they're so very different. Well, um, I like that. I like that idea for uh, your number four, um, the Stripes reboot uh, or remake. Um, I'm going a similar direction with what Corey did for the uh, dumb comedy, but I'm going more specific to a pot comedy. I am a big fan of marijuana driven comedies <laughs> and uh i don't feel like there's a, a really strong female marijuana driven comedy i'm sorry i'm laughing at Corey um yes. i i need to i need to like i need to hop in here i haven't seen it in a long time but i really like anna ferris and yes. she has one called happy face oh okay well well i'm going half baked here that's the one i would reboot <laughs> um and well, I love we were it. just quoting that the other day. Yeah, it's a film that I I go to quite a bit. I, I quote a lot. Now, there's a, a, a lot of vocal um, pot-using pot celebrities now thanks to it being legal in L.A. Uh, or in California, and it's legal in Washington State, and it's legal in a few of the bigger states. <clears throat> um, and one uh, that I, I met through, well, I didn't meet personally, but I, I've learned of through Doug Loves Movies, who is Doug Benson is a known pothead, um, is Jesse and I'm going to screw up her name, is Impertero, I think. And I think she would work really well in Half-Baked. I thought Sasha Lane would be really good in Half-Baked. Um, she's not always a comedic actor, but she's showed her comedic chops uh, multiple times and that she's got range. 
Um, oh, I like her. Yeah, she's in um, American Hearts Honey. Hearts Loud. Hearts Beat Loud. She's the mm-hmm. girlfriend character, mm-hmm. and then she's the um, mm-hmm. she's in Miseducation of Cameron Post as a friend to Chloe Grace Moretz, um, and Smoke Spot in that movie. And and also, I was thinking um, <laughs> we haven't seen anything from her since the Florida Project, but Haley. Um, would fit as kind of the rowdy, angry one, kind of the, um, you know, the, uh, I can't think of the Scarface character in um, Half-Baked, like the kind of loud and obnoxious <laughs> one. Because um, she, you know, she's also a known pothead. So there's there's a group of them, and it could be funny. And one of the worst things about Half-Baked, when you look back on it, is a big chunk of the humor comes from, like, jail rape jokes, which... Mm-hmm. I had forgotten about, like, I hadn't forgotten about, but I had never really, I never thought that as the funny parts, but the whole Kenny, Harlan Williams plays Kenny going to jail, the whole reason why they're trying to save him is to save his precious ass, I believe is a verbatim quote from the movie. (laughs) Um, So when you think about that, that's that's pretty screwed up. So like, hopefully you would have a different storyline that would make them, you know, need to sell weed to raise money to do something, maybe to pay for something like to save their apartment or something. You know what I mean? Like maybe don't go for the prison rape jokes uh, as the low hanging fruit in the, the all female rebake of a uh, remake of uh, rebake. That's what you would call it. You would call it the rebake. <laughs> yes. And um, yeah. So I just broke the microphone. I think yelling like that. I apologize. <laughs> um, uh, you two, you two are, you two are on a roll. Yeah. The, uh, the rebake of half baked uh, needs to happen. All female cast. And there's plenty of, um, talent out there. I mean, you could Chloe Grace Moretz could pull off uh, the Dave Chappelle type character, um, but I, I definitely think Sasha Lane giving her this role would be strong. Um, and I, I would put director Augustine for uh, Frizzell. She showed her her ability because never uh, never going back to not a pothead comedy, but there is some drug use in the film, and I think she could easily pull this off. So I think getting a half baked type movie um, with an all female cast could be pretty great. Um, yeah, that's my pick for uh, number three. I want to see it happen. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think to Corey, unless, Mike, you're about to say something. I'm just... Uh, your rebakes. <laughs> Come on, that's great. All right, Corey, what do you got for number three? So good. Um, I So, again, kind of just with the genre, but I thought something like Blue Ruin, Ooh. but led by a woman. Um, oh, I couldn't even see... Was it called Peppermint? Oh God! Don't bring yeah, it. No, no. You know, I. Let's keep it quiet. Let's keep it serious. Let's keep it. It's personal, but you're not. You're just doing it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, good old revenge film. Well, and it's a very subtle revenge film. He's not killing like a thousand Guns people. Blazing. Yeah, he's going yeah. very, very intimate and personal. And I don't know, Mike. Have you seen Blue Ruin? Uh, yes. Okay, and I love how that movie opens with him living in his car, and then he pretty much breaks into a house to take a bath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would still want to see something like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I wonder if they thought, ooh, let's just do Blue Ruin, and they're like, nah, and they just grab what they could, because, well, no, I guess it's got a way, nope. way different. Nope. They're, they're, they're just light and day, so different from one another. Peppermint, would, I would say, is closer to like a Punisher attempt and it's a horrible one mind you but um i I like this idea of like a blue ring i could almost see like i'm going i'm thinking dramatic actresses uh like nicole kidman's in this movie destroyer right now where she kind of 
it's not this, but it seems like it could have been like a Blue Ruin style. I hear it's more like Michael Mann style, like knockoff. But um, I haven't seen it yet, but that's on my list. And I could see um, like Julianne Moore for some reason popped in my head with this. Like oh. playing that role, like that kind of living in her car, just sc- scraping by, um, you know, determined to get revenge. Like, oh man, yeah, I like that idea a lot. Um, not that, you know, making players fantastic in that movie, so I'm not in any way upset about Blue Ruin existing, but yeah, if we were going to do something like that, um, and then my head went to, uh, I've always done this, but in, in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, um, uh, oh my god. Her Kate name Winslet? Is, yes, Kate Winslet. One of her hair colors, when she has blue hair, she says it's called Blue Ruin. So I've yeah. always had her yeah. connected to this movie because of that. So like now I'm like, ooh, Kate Winslet. Um, let's do it. So <clears throat> all those would be good picks. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, I like that one a lot. And listeners, if you haven't seen Blue Ruin, uh, that's a Jeremy Saulnier film. Corey and I, and I would say Mike as well, we're all kind of fanboys of... Uh, or fan mm-hmm. people of Jeremy Saulnier and um, it's ma'am, uh, it's ma'am. Yeah, if you haven't, I can be seen, a fanboy. If you haven't seen <laughs> Blue Ruin uh, or Green Room or uh, Murder Party, which Murder Party's on so, Netflix right now. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. I know it's only like six bucks to buy it, anyways. Just purchase it. It's um, worth a whole lot more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that Blue Ruin was it on Netflix? I'm not sure if it's still there. I don't believe and it then, is, but Green Room and Green Room. Uh, Murder Party are on Netflix right now. Prime. Oh, and I think Green Room's on Prime because it's A24. Ah, okay. And then right. um, Jeremy Selene's most recent film, uh, Hold the Dark, <sighs> is a Netflix original. That. I need to rewatch oh, it. Oh, I need to I need to watch that. I haven't watched that one yet. And then Macon Blair's uh, directorial debut, if you, I don't want to, I don't feel at home in this world anymore, is also a Netflix original. Um, I, I, you know, always recommend because I like making Blair a whole lot. But yeah, that's Corey's number three is a remake of Blue Ruin. Uh, well, gender swapped Blue Ruin. Mike, what is your number three? I'm going. I'm just going to say and see if you pick up on it. I'll just say nerds. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Revenge of the, the nerds. Yes. Oh, I like another it. '80s classes that I feel no shame at all suggesting it be remade. Remade. It's. I mean, in a sense, we all, I feel like we all loved the house bunny and that was sort oh, of yeah. kind of that way, but not exactly <laughs> nope. uh, explored that territory a little bit. I feel like it did a tiny bit, not a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, this kind of thing that house against house, uh, Greek house against Greek house has been explored somewhat. I would say, uh, probably old school or maybe, um, what neighbors. Cause I don't see. Yeah. Neighbors. I, I think neighbors too, um, especially. Um, or even uh, Grown Ups, probably two, because they sort of have. Oh, that there's the frat of... rivalry with the uh, yeah, community. Yeah, yeah. With the, with the, so it's kind of like, but it, but I mean, I think not, nothing is fully hit. Uh, you know, a lambda, lambda, lambda redo uh, with, you know, all female nerds. Um, it, it, I, I just, I, I'm sure most of the original cast could be hit up for cameos. Um, I'm pretty sure most of them are still around. Uh, oh, I, I hate to say that out loud. I, I'm pretty sure that they are. I just, I don't know. This is <laughs> with the classic. All the sequels are unnecessary. The first one is just fine. Uh, it, I think it's time. It's time for nerds to have their time again. I like it. I like that idea a lot. It's been a while since I wa- last watched Revenge of the Nerds, um, but I could totally see that being, um, you know, a fun, a fun play on the the nerd girl, even which, you know, could work. Um, for a lot of reasons 
I, I find that. I mean, those movies, they, they don't age well because some of the content is pretty screwed up. And Is it the first one where he, like, doesn't he sleep with the girl, like, but she doesn't know it's him that she's sleeping with or whatever? Like, it's basically, it's rape, but they they didn't call it rape in the movie because, you know, it's funny because it's in the dark. She'll be confused. Um, well, I mean, the first even, movie. even Animal House did, Animal House did something similar and it was someone on their age and that was really, ooh, I can't oh. that. Yeah so. yeah, so some of those those seventies and eighties movies don't age well, but you know, Mm-mm. maybe more reason like to how do they, fix it. How do they know? even get away with it? How do they even, you know? Someone thought, hey, well, this will be funny. Um, but yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, Corey, do you have anything to add to the the uh, Revenge of the Nerds reboot or re- gender swap? I don't. All right. Well, um, a couple. I, I think it's been about two years now. There was a lot of controversy because there was talk of a a new casting of an iconic character, and the, um, the name that was everyone wanted wasn't the traditional role. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, just from that hint, 007. Mm. For a while, they were talking because uh, we thought Daniel Craig was done, although he's apparently not. And um, but everyone wanted Idris Elba. And people are like, oh, James Bond's not black. And it's like, eh, I don't think you've paid attention to the fact that it's a fictional character and it could be anybody. But then there was controversy about Doctor Who, another British prop, where they have made uh, Doctor Who a female character. So I'm thinking, why not? Let's go big. Let's change James Bond to a female spy. You know, because think of the mistreatment of all of this, the Bond girls over the years. <laughs> why not have some Bond boys? You know, like <laughs> Cabana Boys. This sounds <laughs> creepy. It's yeah. yeah well, so you know, she she likes her martinis, uh, shaken not stirred. Um, Double O Seven. Appletinis. Appletinis. Uh, that's that's so no no. I want her to be a full out spy. Like, and <laughs> honestly, I if I was gonna pick a version, I would say the Daniel Craig version. Make her kind of gritty and hard-edged because the world of being a spy is not easy um and i know this would this would start people would lose their minds if they uh they made a female bond especially if she was actually playing bond not just a female spy movie but playing bond but you know i think it's time like it we were talking about an african-american one and people lost it so i know they would lose it here um not i'm sorry that's wrong. He's not African American. He's he's British. Idris Elba is not African American. I was trying to be politically correct, and I screwed up. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, they were talking about having a black James Bond, and people lost their mind. So I know they would lose their mind if if we went with a female rolled Bond. But I think it would be awesome, especially again, you get the right person in the role. Um, and from I I'm not I like Doctor Who, but I'm not a thorough fan. Like where I I've not seen many episodes. Um, but people really went nuts when they cast a female, and that was a in a, a movie. Or a series where the the person can change into anything, and people are like, "No, oh, it can't be a girl." It's like, "What? Of course it can be a girl. That doesn't make any sense." Um, and from what I've heard, she's really good. I just haven't seen anything to have my own opinion, but um, I think this could work, and I think it could be a lot of fun. Again, especially because Bond, especially the older Bonds, really mistreated the female characters throughout the franchise. I mean, what um, the Pierce Brosnan one when uh, Denise Richards was the Bond girl, her name was Christmas. Like, and they make really dirty puns about her name being Christmas. Like, 
like something about coming between the holidays or some crap like that. Like I don't even only, remember. Only, only, Christmas only, only comes once. once. Yes, once that's what it was. That's, oh. I, I'm I'm sad and ashamed that I remember that, but I did. Yep. Well, because it's like it's oh so my God. shocking. Yeah. Because bon- it's a shocking joke, like to show up in a bond. Uh, it was just it was just so badly. Bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. So let's. I say let's make it a female bond. That's my number two. Um, anything to add, uh, Mike? You're I think the biggest Bond fan of the three of us. Oh, I have no issue with that at all. I debated including Bond on my list, which gives a way that it's not on my list, not even on my honorable mentions. Mm. What's the, what's the deal? We had uh, Sydney Prescott and Alias. If anything, uh, we're go- we seem to be Jennifer Garner seems to be the nexus of this podcast episode, uh, <laughs> and, and um, it's. I, why would that matter to me? I, when people flipped, lost their bat guano, whatever about a female doctor, I'm like, yeah, isn't this is aren't we in the new millennium? I mean, this is not even a new millennium anymore. What is the? It's a non-issue. Granted, I have not watched Doctor Who as much as I've wanted to, and it's not because she's a female. Yeah, I just have so much. It's it's I, that just that never jived with me. People, I, I don't know if people thought that I would flip out. I'm like, okay, no, so I, I don't think so. She's she's really great. We saw. I, I remember her in Broadchurch, and a couple. I, at least I know it was a British procedural one that uh, was with acted with one of the previous doctors, and so if they can, same deal. Idris Elba. As Bond, what's the issue with that? There's, There's nothing no wrong issue. With that. He would be fantastic. Uh, Although uh, now he's too yeah. old. Yeah, no, it would have. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. So mm-hmm. now we're hitting the ageist territory yep. of the podcast. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, uh, just go for it. Let's bring. Uh, the only thing I don't have anyone in mind, uh, not Jennifer Garner. Um, like, uh, not, well, well, it's got it's got to be a British actor, or at least an actor capable of doing a British accent. And it not being bad. <clears throat> um, give uh, give Millie Bobby Brown a couple more years. Ooh. Let's see where she's at. I'm in. I'm in. Let's see that. Um, that'll, would, that'll be time for Craig's to if, come out and then to start uh, writing the new script. So, yeah. If if not her, uh, Daphne Keene is not British, but man, one or the other, both of them. Wow. So, those, those just my thoughts. I like it. All right. Uh, Corey, what is your number two? Okay, so I didn't like this movie initially when I watched it. I thought it was a little too, mm, I don't know. Uh, but then we rewatched it, I think, for Movie Club, and I really appreciated it and really enjoyed it. Again, the title would have to be changed, but um, Boyhood. Ah. Mm-hmm. I want to see something like that from the perspective of a girl. I like and it. I want it to be filmed over many many years with the same cast and just <laughs> like see her life <coughs> it would I be a... maybe Bo Burnham should direct it oh. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> well I, I was in anyways but yeah I don't know if we'll ever see anything as in, as ambitious as Boyhood again where we film it over that long of a period with the same actors but if we were to get one I would definitely love to see the other perspective um and Bo, man, Bo definitely showed that he understands how to um, to create like a awesome character from that perspective. So I would be in on that um, for sure. Although I feel like Linklater might have like trademarked this process. <laughs> like I don't know. He's up. 
it's so crazy <laughs> but yeah i like that idea um because boyhood was a film that i'd put off for a while one because it was so long um of a movie it's two and a, two hours 45 minutes but um i was so blown away by that film actually so yeah i'm i'm in let's do uh, i guess we call it girlhood or yeah something well, i mean yeah yeah child, 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 childhood ah just childhood that's right because we don't know maybe like she starts off as a girl but you know time goes by she decides she doesn't feel like a girl who knows you know could go the other way too but childhood i like it all right that goes to mike's number two what you got um i wish i had some empty glass bottles for this particular one for an intro (laughs) so i could start clinking them together and get a greasy gang member look and start taunting the opposing gang members by calling warriors come out and play Ah. because that's my second my number two pick um i'm sure that there's quite a few people that would grumble at this i man i i don't i know i didn't watch this in the theater i cannot remember the initial time i watched the warriors um i I, I just loved the idea that they came out with it as a video game as a continuation of you know that story Mm -hmm. Uh, i actually never finished that but i i really got into that much more than uh the scarface the world is yours uh, I, I tried it, but I, I liked the Warriors a whole lot, and that, I think that was original Xbox, not even 360. Uh, you know, and and maybe instead of a full redo of it, um, there's nothing preventing the Warriors from being an all female gang. Uh, it would depend on whomever it was that took the reins over uh, and how they would approach it. My thought, and I don't know if you all are familiar with the property, I thought the sitcoms associated with this but it's not the graphic novel or comic book series called why the last man Mm. that has to do with the fact that (laughs) there the world is all female now and there's a single male i forget how they that turns out being you know x y y the last man etc etc it goes from there so the thought my thought process was what if maybe the only remaining population of the earth was entirely female and have broken on into gang factions and then maybe at some point the last man on earth you know kind of thing goes from there i don't know there there, there are so many things that could be done with it. if they want to do a full redo and just have all female gangs go for it whichever um i don't think it would take away from it i, I if anything i would hope that um it got people into the first one into the original yeah which i actually have not seen the original um and it's on my my gap list uh, of movies to watch. Um, I am familiar with the the Warriors come out and play thing and and whatnot because it is such an iconic film. I like the idea a lot of a all female Warriors though. So uh, I say that one could happen for sure. I mean, the casting could have so many amazing actresses that just could take up. Yeah, I just. I mean, I don't know enough about the movie to like to start dreamcasting here but i could definitely you know they're younger so you have a lot of opportunities there well i mean all right so the basic premise is obviously there's gangs in new york and there is a single uh person who is seen as a prophet and is looking to bring peace between all the gangs and in fact is pushing the idea if we were would not be so busy fighting amongst ourselves imagine the power we would have because they outnumber the police 
five to one, ten to one, just wow. by sheer numbers, and that's how many gangs. And so they're very territorial. So, for example, uh, the Furies gang is actually uh, guys in makeup and baseball outfits, and their weapon of choice are bats. Ah. Uh, the, the Warriors go with more of a Native American kind of look with their you know what i mean Dude, maybe even uh, my brain went when you said furies though it was like 2019 it'd be the furries gang they're all dressed <laughs> as different animals hey, hey, man. Hey, hey, man. That, that's, there's, there is nothing preventing uh whomever if you're the director and that's your vision go for it uh <laughs> i don't know if that's the way to go but i am not the person that I'm I'm just presenting some ideas. If you yep. if for, hey, that's not my sort of bag, baby. But if that's what you want to do, then you go for it. It would be funny. Um, <laughs> but all right, the furries. The furries. Um, wow. Um, all right. That's, so that just went that just derailed all exactly. <laughs> but but we're going to number one. We're going to our number ones. And my number one, um, I think on the list, it's the one that has the most precedence to be rebooted because it has already been remade four times. And in every version, it's a male protagonist that finds a female and brings her to to fame. And that is this most recent Oscar-nominated A Star is Born. There are four versions of this movie. And every version is a male, aging celebrity finds a young up-and-coming celebrity and makes their career and i won't spoil what happens in case you haven't seen a star is born but they all end similarly and i can't fathom why we have not had a female driven one and honestly the last two would have made sense where like if lady gaga were playing not necessarily because i don't know how age different bradley cooper and lady gaga are in real life but i don't think it's that much so Lady Gaga could have been the, you know, established pop star who finds a young up and coming, you know, male singer or something and brings them into to fame. So in if they follow the trend every 20 years, they've had a remake, except for the 90s. The 90s is the only time we didn't get a Star Wars Born reboot. But we have 30s, 50s, 70s and now the teens in the 20s. <coughs> so 20 years from now, when they go to do a new Star Wars Born it needs to be a female-led, or if it is still a male-led, it should be a different story where they don't find a female, they find a male, or vice versa. The female could find a female, or the female could find a male. But it's time we, we mix up the formula a little bit, you know? Because essentially, the films are basically the same. The thing that's changed is the the medium in which they're getting success. Like, Judy Garland is more of an actress who does musicals, where... You have Barbara Streisand is the female who comes up in the 70s version. I think they're more country western or rock and um, I'm sorry, I think they're more rock and roll. And then Lady Gaga is, goes very pop, but Bradley Cooper's character is very like southern rock, I would say. He's not technically country, but it's more in that vein. Um, I think it's time that we flip that and let it be a female uh, star, whether it's an actress or a musician, because they've done both, who finds the up-and-coming male talent and grooms them to be a superstar uh, I, you know what I've not seen a single version of it and I, I, I feel ashamed because some are classics I will say I because there's a little piece on CBS Sunday morning 
uh, just today that was covered uh, on Sam Elliott. Uh-huh. And uh, who I didn't realize was in this. Yep. And just the amount of work that Bradley Cooper put in to get those vocal tones and inflections to, so that you believe that they're related. And yeah. Even yeah. Sam Sam Elliott said, uh, you know, whoa. He was like, I felt like I was talking. I can't do a Sam Elliott voice. I'm sorry. No, yeah, it's hard. He felt like he was talking to himself. But. Um, yeah, I, I'm, again, I have no emotional connection, so go for it. Cast Idris Elba. Make him the... Well, wait, what? I mean, if we're talking 20 years from now, it's going to be a little too old for that. But again, not trying to be ageist, but... Uh, You're doing it again. I'm just saying. All right. Uh, Corey, you did see uh, Star is Born 1956, I believe, with Judy Garland. Um, and I'm going to forget the guy's name who I love but can't think of right now. Um what do you think about this idea of flipping the roles? Maybe I would watch it. Uh, yeah, Corey's not a fan of musicals, so... Um, I, I do love Bradley Cooper's version. Um, it's not my favorite movie from last year by any means, uh, which if you listen to our top five best of 2018, you would know that. But um, I, I I actually preferred the Julie Garland one. Uh, the Judy Garland one, excuse me. Um, and I really, uh, I really would like to see this role reversed, so that's why I picked it. But... Let's go to Corey's number one, then. Let's see what she's got. Okay, so I love this movie. It's not the original. I didn't know that until a few years ago, so I should probably go back and watch the original. But John Carpenter's a thing. Ah. There are zero (laughs) women in this film. None. So I want to see... (coughs) The cast is all women, but I still want to see them in the same setting. The same mood and atmosphere and... But I want them to be bad A's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know how how much I... <laughs> um, but like I said, I truly, 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 truly love the original, so I don't think it's necessary, but... Um, I am not against it, to be honest. That is actually on my honorable mentions list, because you're absolutely correct. Not a single female uh, lead. The only female... Uh, any anything is, I believe it's Adrienne Barbeau's voice from The Fog, because I think she and John Carpenter, well, they work together a lot, so I can't remember if they they were in a relationship or not. But she was, I, if I remember right, was the voice of the chess computer, the cheating, the, the oh. one that Kurt Russell pours the the the, the J and B or whatever he's drinking mm. into after accusing her of cheating or it of cheating. Um, but yeah, as long as long as it stays true, because I think the problem with, and I've just watched it recently because I wanted to like it, and I just couldn't. The Mary Elizabeth Winstead one, yeah, yeah twenty eleven, yeah, and there was, uh, it was clear that there was some interference, whether it was producer or studio or whatever, um, going away from the practical effects and going to uh, the unnecessary CGI and I think that destroys it because it's very it seems very obvious and I think that's what some of the charm of the original is that I mean how do you do that with robotics it's just so <laughs> and the idea uh, the idea of using people that did not have uh, arms or, or certain parts of their appendages and some of the scenes for um, where they lose their arms and, and it's just I don't know. Um, as long as it's done properly, which the 
other one wasn't, uh, well, now, I would be okay just with. Just to clarify, cool. the 2011 one is a prequel, right, to the original? Yes, it it's is. It's the group it that's is. there initially, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which I've not seen, but I know about. Um, I, I definitely, I like Corey's idea a lot here, and um, I think, I'm thinking, I don't know why, but Kate Beckinsale popped in my head, like, right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, um, she could do that. Um, uh, Jodie Foster in it. Oh, um, yes. Well, uh, here... Here's the thing, because truly we are not fully aware if they really ever got the thing. And that's yeah. long been debated mm-hmm. because there there's possibilities that, I mean, all it takes is a single cell and it can go. And if anything got away, it could be an offshoot <laughs> and a side by a side by side episode as those two are going on. You know yeah. what I mean? And slowly taking over Antarctica and, and going from there. So I could totally see that. Yeah, and this was also, you mentioned that it was on your honorable mentions. I didn't put it on my honorable mentions, but this was one that I had thought of uh, because, like what Corey said, it's all dudes. So I totally also thought this one. So this is the one that I think we were the closest to all overlapping on um, as it all popped into our heads while making our list. And the same thing, all of us love the thing, the the 1980s, the thing, um, 82 to be exact. We all love Mm -hmm. that movie, so we're not even, like, we're not doing it because we don't like it. We're just saying, wow, how cool could it be if you had the right cast and it's done well? And again, I, I think the practical effect being a huge part of the need to make it awesome. Um, I like that. I'm, I'm in. Definitely. I'm, I'm, I definitely would be into that. Yeah, not... Even even though as much as I like uh, the original... Well, it's not even the original because that was a remake in and of itself. Yes. The so. thing from the other world or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I would say... Uh, Though I would also be, um, it wouldn't have to be every character female either. Like the Mary Elizabeth Winstead one, there it's a mixed cast. You could you could do that. Like I'm not saying it has to be all female. S- sometimes going full cast like gender swap feels like a novelty. That's what I think happened with Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Um, I think being more realistic and and having a you know a better representation of the world cast makes sense. Where you know because like. In the 80s, it's almost like, what, there's no female scientist? Is that what you're saying? Like, there's no one, there's not a single qualified female? <laughs> so, like, I'm up for it not even being entirely. Maybe just switching out um, Kurt Russell's character with a, a female would work. Although I'm also down with the all-female cast. I'm just saying, like, I don't want it to be a detriment to the movie because it's all-females. And, like, that's people are just going to be like, oh, I can't believe they did an all-female version. You know what I mean? That's, like, what they did with Ghostbusters. I don't want to happen to any of these movies. I want it to be like, no, no, we're civilized and we understand that females exist and can have thoughts and be characters that are functional. So um, it could go either way, and I'd be happy with that. So, And how bad was the 2011 version? Because I wanted to see it, but I... Uh, I've seen worse. It, it really did try. It has a forty nine on Metacritic, which is not yeah. it's not good, but it's not horrible either. Well, so the nineteen eighty two has a fifty seven, but it has an eight point one, and the two thousand eleven has a six point two. So it's it's watchable. I, okay, I, w- I would say see uh, going nowadays, someone going in, I would say okay, you can watch the prequel, but if you really want to watch something good, watch the immediate follow up because it's you know what I mean. Um, uh, What's the immediate follow up? Well, the thing. Oh, 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 gotcha. <laughs> I thought there was, like, another one. I was like, wait, there's a there's a non-John Carpenter follow-up? No, no. <clears throat> X- I think there is a video game, X- though. There is, which I never played. I always, that's one I always wanted, and I never got. 
And yeah, the X Files episode I love the the tribute yeah. to the thing. That's a really mm-hmm. good episode. Yep. Um. All right. Well, we got one left, Mike. What do you got for your number one? This one's gonna be. You'll probably be surprised. Um. And actually, this has been done on Broadway. Let me pull up. My app has been. So from. From what I read, because I've been trying, I did a little bit of research, and I don't want to go with the normal ones. Uh, the a gender swap of this has actually been performed on stage, I believe. Uh, obviously, not on the big screen, or we would have heard of it. Uh, and it was a tough pick. There was a bunch. Uh, the thing was really up there for me for a long while. I almost made it there, but it would have been that would have been interesting because only slight overlap. Um, but Glenn Gary Glenn Watt, Ross, which I've mentioned in the past, oh. all <coughs> male cast not a single female well no that's not true there are a couple of wife roles um uh, because glenn gary glenn ross is basically about salesmen trying to get their uh, their sales in and a couple of times when they make calls onto couples they're usually older couples there's a wife role but minimally there's little to no female uh roles at all um again though as long as this would provide exposure to the original I, mean, I would not be against it uh, the question would be how do you approach it shot for shot redo do you make it a different office do you I mean the psycho shot for shot redo ugh. anyway I, I didn't get into that um, I, that was more of an eh kind of effect that it worked with it just didn't work. it actually didn't work for me but I mean this it, women can be as cutthroat as men if not more so and in this kind of toxic environment which this was I mean you got Alec Baldwin, Kevin Spacey uh, Al Pacino Frank uh, Frank Lemon Jack Lemon Jack, Jack Lemon, thank you Jack Lemon um, was, was a couple of, I'm missing a couple other roles uh, just all around just solid cast, solid writing tense and oh I mean Ed Harris is in there I believe oh just um just so good and I haven't watched it in a while I need to watch it again and know that if you don't get first place you either get steak knives or fired so I need to I still have not watched Glengarry Glen Ross it's been on my list for a while and I bought it I'm pretty sure two or three years ago and I just haven't gotten to it and I need to um but I'm I'm in for the remake I think 12 Angry Men has been remade um, with a 12 mm. Angry Female or something like that. Like, it wouldn't be female, but something like that, I think, was remade. Because I did a little research just to see what movies have been uh, had this treatment before, and it it is a trend. Uh, it's happened. I mean, Ocean's 8 from last year, I didn't even mention. Yeah. Ocean's yeah. 8 is the all-female version of the Ocean's movies, so um, it's, it's a trend that has happened, and now we're going to look at our honorable mentions. Um, I have a few, and... Uh, I'll just go through a couple here. Um, one, I thought Silence of the Lambs, and I almost brought it up when Corey was talking about the uh, the single white female, but I thought like a, a female cannibal. I don't, I couldn't think of a movie where we've had that, you know. And even in real life, the cannibals that I'm familiar with that have been like arrested and whatnot have all been like white males. So why not a female um, Hannibal Lecter? Um, you could still have the female uh, FBI agent. I think you don't necessarily have to swap both. But I like the idea of, like, the female um, serial killer cannibal. Um, <clears throat> I thought an interesting kind of take would be uh, just one of the guys. Um, you remember that <laughs> was in the 80s? Too. But, like, yes. 
either um not i wouldn't want a, a straight man dressing up as a woman and going into the girls locker room because that's that's skeevy and <laughs> that's... not cool but maybe maybe having like a, a a boy who's who's homosexual um maybe wants to be a girl even make it more dramatic and less comedic um it could could really work and i think could be like you know trying to fit in trying to find your place in the world like that kind of story could work really well so i thought that one and then <clears throat> um I thought gangster movies are so dominated by a male character that either going where instead of Michael, it's Michelle um, for The Godfather takes over the family business or <laughs> the female... Godmother. Yeah, The God... <laughs> or think uh, they're talking about remaking Scarface again. Why not uh, Tanya mm-hmm. Mont- Montana? <laughs> like... Um, or Hannah Montana. No, what the no. hell? Yeah. No. Uh, oh, stop. Oh, see, that was her secret identity. That's <laughs> no wonder she went off the rails. Say hello to her little friend. Um, you know? <laughs> um, but no, seriously, like, there's not really a gangster movie in the traditional, like, genre of gangster films where a female isn't just the dame or just the, the, the woman of the moment. So it'd be interesting to see one of those get kind of that treatment where... She's the the godfather, or as Mike said, the godmother. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, those usually are only in fairy tales. Um, all right, so <laughs> bibbity bobbity, <laughs> bibbity bobbity, you're dead. Um, <laughs> oh my all right, so uh, those are my honorable mentions. I had a few others, but I'm gonna leave them off. I want to hear what you guys have, Corey. What other things do you have on there, if any? I only have Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I okay. want to see and or I was <coughs> well, I mean we kind of have like a swap in oh my god, the summer camp one. Sleepaway camp. Yes, thank you. Mm. I don't know why I was forgetting that. But I agree, just like straight up crazy slasher with a female. Well then, I'll throw one for you that you could uh um, we mentioned buddy comedies, but what about like buddy cop movies, like Lethal Weapon, like female led? Well, didn't they try they... to do that with? With? Wasn't Sandra Bullock and is that a uh, buddy? The cop? Heat, uh, yeah, The Heat. Um, although that's more, co- it, I mean, Lethal Weapon's a comedy, but I think of it as, especially the first one, I feel is more of an oh, action yeah. film. Um, where yeah. the heat goes full comedy uh, and isn't really taking itself too seriously. Um, and, yeah, but that was, I think, the first attempt of one for a female buddy cop story. Although I think there was a TV series called Rizzoli and Isles that did that buddy um, cop thing. Yeah, but it was a little different, though. It was a I didn't see it. it. It was good. I, I enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. My wife was definitely... Uh, I, I thought the heat worked, though. Uh, oh, I'm not, not a criticism. No, yeah, no, um, I'm just saying it's, it's more, I think they leaned heavy on the comedy in that, where Lethal Weapon 1 does have comedic elements, but I think Lethal Weapon 1 is more of a crime drama um, because it has some really dark themes in it. Like, Mel Gibson's character is crazy and that's where the humor comes from, but it's ultimately a, a true, like, drama. I think it's the latter ones that start to really embrace the humor more and more, especially 3 and 4. I think 3 and 4, you could argue, are straight comedies, but 1 and 2, I think, yeah. Uh, uh, more of a dark edge to them, especially the first one because of Shane Black's writing. Um, all right. Uh, and so, Mike, what are your honorable mentions? 
my honorable mentions. I already mentioned the thing, and <laughs> why does my iPad keep doing this? There we go. So here are a couple others. Um, you'll laugh, but I'll, I'll I'll put these out there. The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai across the eighth dimension. We'll oh. take those Hong Kong Cavaliers and switch them all up. Um, Clerks is one nice. I thought about. I didn't even think about um, that. Yeah, that's great. Um, Escape from New York. Ooh, uh, another John Carpenter. Female, yeah, with a female Snake Plissken. That's three John Carpenter movies because I did Halloween, Corey did The Thing, and now uh, Escape from New York. Yeah, maybe it's time for John Carpenter resurgence with the swaps. And my last one was The Professional, flipping it with a female hit, hit person. I thought and, about The Professional. Uh, and going with that route. I like that um, idea. That, um, I, <coughs> there was one, because I hit on a list, and I don't know if you all saw it, ones where gender swap would be extremely triggering, offensive, and the one I really, really wanted to put on that I didn't because it would be way weird was Weird Science. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. So, like, two nerdy girls make a uh, computer male? Yes, yes, and that would just be too weird. It could be. It could be for sure. Although, maybe if you make them, like, college age instead of high school age. There you go. So, it's not, they're not too young. Um, <laughs> middle-aged. Middle-aged. Middle-aged women. <laughs> really middle-aged, and they, and they create a Jason Momoa. Oh, yeah. Jason Momoa. So, calm down. <laughs> calm down over there. Pour me I'm a glass here. of mimosa. Um, all right. So um, that was a callback to our dinner last night. Uh, not me and Momoa, but me and Mike. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, goodness. Um, so, folks, that is our gender swap movies. If any list we've ever done might have angered you, this might be the one as we are <laughs> toying with movies that you might love. So we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can call into the show if you use Anchor.fm app. You can actually call our show, leave a voicemail, tell us what you think. Um, if it's not too rude, maybe we'll put it on the next episode. <clears throat> you can also reach out to us on social media. I am at Burke Reviews, Corey. At Corey R Star, two R's on the end. And that is spelled C O R E Y. Um, and Mikey, where can they find right you me. on social media? At Server Mikey. And you can read my reviews at BurkeReviews.com. Uh, if you like the show, we ask that you rate and review the podcast. It helps new people find us, uh, share it. And currently, I just launched a GoFundMe campaign um, asking that you send me to Tribeca Film Festival in April. Um, I'm just looking to help pay for the travel and uh, hotel accommodations. Um, and I'm not looking for anything too fancy. I, I'm estimating I need about $1,100 to pull off the trip. Um, so if you can donate uh, anything, a dollar, $5, $10, that would help. Um, tremendously you can go to burkreviews.com and click on the link or uh for the gofundme and you'll also see that at the bottom of the show notes in this episode so thank you for listening and until next time keep watching movies do you like movies do you like podcasts? Or are you just lonely? If the answer is yes, and even if it's not, then check out the What I Watch Tonight show's filmtastic selection of podcasts. Covering the entire movie verse, there's something for everyone. So come check it out. More details at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk or from all good podcast providers. <laughs>